Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, February 21st, 5.38 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures up three and a quarter at 681. March soybeans up 15 and a quarter at 1542 and a half. March Chicago wheat up three at 768 and a half. March Kansas City wheat up six and a quarter at 912 and three quarters. March spring wheat up three and three quarters at 934. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, subscribe to the channel today. We're like 150 subscribers away from 8,000, maybe even closer than that. I'd love to get there this week or next week. Appreciate it as always. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Couple of premium videos last week that I think you might be interested in. On Friday, I was joined by the farm CPA himself, Paul Niefer. Uh, thoughts on farmland values. We talked about everything from you know today's situation versus the 80s. We talked about interest rates. We talked about some of the high land values. We talked about some of the outside money that's interested in farmland values. Uh, Paul had some great insight here. And then uh, Thursday last week, Pete Meyer from S&P Global joined me. We talked about ethanol, EVs, and jet fuel. Uh, some big picture stuff. Really great information from Pete. Guys, if you guys are interested in this stuff, uh, sign up today. 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee. No other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else i'll send you over these two videos this morning so we had a gap higher on the soybean charts last night um this is the may daily chart on my screen you've got a gap from 1527 up to about 1531 here uh, on the overnight so you had this odd summer frost event in some areas of argentina over the weekend this was pretty well advertised we talked about it on friday um, it appears to me as if the vast majority of corn and soybean growing areas in Argentina missed this event. Uh, where did you get down below freezing temperatures? Uh, maybe in these southwestern areas, maybe in these northwestern areas. Maybe there were a few pockets in here, but the vast majority of corn and soybean country in Argentina avoided freezing temperatures. Uh, uh, lows were in the upper 30s to, to maybe low 40s. So I don't see this as being the biggest deal in the entire world. If this was the biggest deal in the entire world, you'd be trading fresh highs in this uh, May bean contract, and you're still trading below those highs that were posted just last Monday, I believe. So it's not an end-all, be-all deal. Is it friendly? Yeah, it's friendly. Was there some damage? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there was some damage. If it was really widespread, though, if that was the idea, we'd be trading fresh highs here this morning. Now, the other thing that I think has helped uh, to rally the bean market or has provided some, some underlying strength here is that field work in Brazil is really slow. Well-followed private group AgRural estimated that the country's soybean crop was 25% harvested through last Thursday. They were 33% the same date last year. Country's second corn crop, 40% planted versus 53% the same date last year. AgRural called harvest activity very sluggish as a result of recent rains. They also mentioned some potential quality issues. Uh, when you look at the forecast, it's more of the same. It's wet for Brazil, which means more delayed field work or slow field work potentially, and really pretty dry for Argentina. So I think to explain this morning's bean rally, and, and nobody ever knows for sure why a market does what it does, but I think the frost event probably had something to do with it. I think this forecast and the uh, slow field work in Brazil may have just as much to do with it. I mean, this is not a good looking forecast considering uh, slow soybean harvest in Brazil, slow corn planting in Brazil, and then more dry weather in Argentina moving forward. 
President Biden made a surprise trip to Ukraine over the weekend. This was Biden's first trip to Ukraine since Russia's initial invasion about a year ago. Biden said he made the trip to, quote, reaffirm our unwavering and unflagging commitment to Ukraine's democracy, sovereignty, and territorial integrity. Biden said this, one year later, Kiev still stands and Ukraine stands, democracy stands. Zelensky called Biden's visit a huge moment for Ukraine. During the visit, Biden, of course, announced an additional $500 million in U.S. assistance for the country. I think the total is like $50 billion now or something along those lines. Zelensky said he spoke with Biden about long-range weapons and weapons that may still be supplied to Ukraine, even though it wasn't supplied before. Uh, the White House did say that Russia was notified ahead of the deal. I don't think that Russia was super happy about this. Putin gave kind of like a State of the Union address uh, just today. Russia's leader vowed to continue the war with Ukraine. He spoke very critically of Western involvement. Putin said this, The people of Ukraine have become the hostage of the Kiev regime and its Western overlords who have effectively occupied this country in the political, military, and economic sense. They intend to transform a local conflict into a phase of global confrontation. This is exactly how we understand it all, and we will react accordingly, because in this case, we are talking about the existence of our country. Uh, Putin said that defeating Russia was impossible, so tensions here continue to rise. In regard to the grain deal, it sounds like leaders from Russia and Turkey may soon meet, maybe even this week, to discuss the Black Sea grain deal. Uh, they re-signed the deal on November 19th for 120 days. So I think March 19th is the exact date that this thing is set to expire. Russia's state-owned uh, news agency said this. The topic of the grain deal proposals in this regard are always on the agenda of leaders. Therefore, it should not be ruled out that the leaders will touch on this topic at talks in the near future. So the trade will be watching this. Um, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I know Russia has been kind of critical here. China wants the world to stop comparing its tensions with Taiwan to the Russia-Ukraine situation. China's foreign minister said this week, We urge certain countries to immediately stop fueling the fire, stop shifting blame to China, and stop touting Ukraine today, Taiwan tomorrow. China is deeply worried about the escalation of the Ukraine conflict and its possible spir spiraling out of control. Uh, China recently rejected claims that it was considering providing weapons to Russia. Beijing is planning some sort of uh, peace proposal, which has been met with some skepticism. They're calling this the Global Security Initiative. It almost sounds like China is trying to put like some sort of NATO alliance together, like its own version of it. And I'm not sure exactly what that entails, but that's the way that this sounds. And I think we'll hear more about this uh, during the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, remember, guys, March grain options expire on Friday. If you've got any remaining open positions there, make sure you take a look. Look, uh, the cattle market traded 159 to 162 cash last week, which is actually up a dollar or two. In the outside markets, U.S. dollar is a little bit higher. The stocks are off. The S&P is off 28. Dow Jones down 230. Precious metals mixed. Uh, crude oil up a little bit. Everybody have a wonderful week. I will talk to you guys on Wednesday.